0: hey everyone welcome to episode 82 of hello church today we're going to be talking about how you can start your sermons with a powerful engaging introduction
1: yes. my name is justin trapp i'm wade beard and here's the thing ironically we have had to restart the introduction to this episode multiple times and uh, we're talking about sermon introductions we just can't seem to get this down but this is it this is this, this is, is the winner. one this is the winner we are in episode two or sorry season two of hello church we're talking about the sermon last week on the podcast we discussed the conclusion how to have a good conclusion and we said hey there's a reason we're doing introduction afterwards and that's because your introduction needs to be one of the last things that you actually work on in your message because you got to know where you're going before you introduce where you're going so you need a map You need a destination before you you start out. So we're going to be talking about the introduction of sermons and how you can have a strong introduction week in and week out.
0: Yeah, so we've had a few people recently. Before we get into that, we've had some people comment, leave us reviews on YouTube and, and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We had Anthony, Raphael, Steve, Danielle. Uh, we've had kim leave us comments and and tweet us someone with the youtube screen name babe ruth and the big bambino
1: <laughs> the bambino uh thank y'all so much yeah. for providing feedback even yeah. some of y'all that provide mean feedback uh, you, you leave us mean comments it's okay
0: like georgia bulldogs no
1: no, no. it'd be like Alabama Crimson Tide, okay, okay. 75, that, yeah. they, that type of person. That thing, okay. Uh, so, no, thank y'all for your comments. We really appreciate that. And you know something that would really help us is if you rated and reviewed us on Apple iTunes. That's huge for our podcast. It helps it to get to more people. So if you haven't done that yet, it is super easy, right? All you have to do is just hit, hit the five star and just say, Best podcast ever. That's it. Copy, paste. We could. We, you could even leave that in the show notes. Just copy and paste. Best podcast in the history of podcasts
0: super simple yeah so let's dive into our content
1: (laughs) i love it you didn't even acknowledge it you're like yeah that's exactly what it needs to be done
0: well i was thinking in my head our next point really goes against everything that we just did It's sort of like do as i say not as i do but the the first point in having a great engaging introduction is don't waste your introduction Mm -hmm. and here's what i mean by that i made the mistake early on in, in ministry and i was because i was felt like i was the most comfortable on stage mm-hmm. and we didn't have a, a, what i felt like was a person that was decent on the mic so to speak outside of singing and leading worship yeah and so i would introduce the service and then the worship would come up and then the worship pastor or leader would pray at the end of the worship set and then we'd have a video and then i'd come up and i'd do the offering yeah and And maybe I might even do the announcements, whether there 's a video separating the offering and the announcements and then I would get to my sermon, and finally someone pulled me aside and said, Hey, listen Justin, like we get it, <laughs> you, yeah, you like to talk, but mm-hmm. the more that you talk before your sermon in in, a, in the, whether it be the offering or you 're doing announcements or you 're doing housekeeping items.." the less effective you are when you begin your sermon because you've already been talking for 12 minutes, you know, collectively. It'd be better for you to have other volunteers. They may not be as good as you, Mm but it's gonna make you more effective when you actually do speak. And so yeah. don't waste your introduction before you get up there. Yeah, Try to delegate that stuff to other team members. Let yeah. other people have the mic. Even if they're not as sharp as you, they're not as eloquent as you, they'll get better. They'll improve just like you have improved as well. And then when you finally get to your introduction, it's the first words you say, people will be waiting with bated breath, yeah. with anticipation.
1: Yeah, I, I, this is like a, a big pet peeve of mine uh, is whens when, is when people get up there and and they do the announcements or they take up offering. If you need to do that, maybe find a way to break it up. So maybe have like a bumper video or just really kind of start fresh. And then here, here's, this is my thing too. And I know some people might disagree. I'm not really a fan of whenever a preacher gets on stage and says, Hey everybody, this is week four of our series renegade. And here's what we've talked about. And they spend five minutes recapping their sermon series. Yeah. At that point, you've kind of lost the attention of of the audience. So I love it when a pastor gets up there and the first words out of their mouth is, I want to tell you about the time I almost died on a mountain. Yeah, You have everybody's attention. And then when you finish that introduction, and you go to your text, you could say, Hey, turn with me to your Bibles, to 2 Corinthians, and whatever book of the Bible you're preaching from. And while people are turning, then maybe do a quick recap. Say, Hey, this is the second week in our series. We've talked about this, and now we're gonna jump into this topic. So just utilize the introduction, because if not, like if you imagine this if you do offering, announcements, a long recap of the message, you've been talking for maybe 10 minutes before you even start your message and you've already lost a lot of people
0: if you've ever worked with an evangelist or you've hired in a a guest speaker someone that does this for a living a lot of times what they'll do is they'll send you their bio Mm -hmm. for you to make for you to introduce them so that when they get on the stage they're not having to do all the small talk They're like hey my name's justin it's an honor to be here pastor Mm -hmm. pastor brett and 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 pastor lisa they they've just been such good friends of mine Mm -hmm. and we just go way back and glory to god it's uh you know, it's a blessing to be here. <laughs> like literally, like don't don't start your message yeah. like that. And
1: as you do it, say, hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, pastor. I'm going to jump in. Yeah. Right? Or or like mm-hmm. I said, when people are turning in their Bibles, say, hey, we're going to continue. But I just want to say it's an honor to be here. Totally. Thank you for inviting me. And then maybe say something at the end. But yeah, really get in because you've got everybody's attention for that brief moment. Maybe for the first time all service, everybody's looking at this new person on stage who's about to start talking. Mm-hmm. Everybody's paying attention. And for the for the moment, for the for the for like two seconds. Yeah. So you want to utilize that? You want to harness that? So we have questions. Yeah. Questions. Really. questions. Questions to ask yourself before you before you preach or not. Yeah. And so I'll I'll let you dive into this first. One. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, Here are questions to really think through as you're formulating your introduction. The first one is, does this reinforce my conclusion? And we talked about this in our previous episode. You need to make sure you have that very specific objective. You say, this is where I'm going. This is the big idea of my message. This is what I want people to do as a result of hearing this message. This is the conclusion and your introduction gets you there. So imagine you are driving from, we're in Houston, so Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say you're driving from Houston to Dallas. You wouldn't wanna start driving on the freeway towards uh, Galveston and then turn around and head to Dallas. No, you wanna start in that direction. So with your introduction, you don't wanna start going in a different direction and then you get to your message and say, oh, we're gonna go back to this subject. You wanna start in that direction. You wanna get people thinking about where you're going, raising those questions. So does this reinforce my conclusion? You gotta ask yourself that question first. The
0: next question that we'd like to ask, and I think we, we actually have two, two questions here that could be combined maybe, is yeah. does this grab attention, mm-hmm. and does this pique the interest of the listener? are you starting like you said with an interesting story mm-hmm. maybe you're creating you know a lot of great movies or tv episodes like every csi episode right starts with the murder and you don't you never see the person's face right you see their shoulders and below and it starts with the tension and you work your way back towards the end of, you know, towards the episode towards the end trying to figure out who done it yeah why they start with tension they start with mystery you could do that you could say let's say you're going to be uh, doing a sermon on forgiveness that morning. You could start, and it could be serious. You could say, listen, many of you, or you can even start with a question, have you ever been turned on by a close friend, caught you completely off guard? You you didn't expect it. They sort of stabbed you in the back, you might Mm -hmm. say. You, You felt like they you you thought they were a loyal friend and they ended up not being loyal at all they they ended up being the one that was most vicious and toxic towards you and and you've spent the past few years really resenting them maybe not forgiving them and today i'm going to be talking about forgiveness mm-hmm. and and if, when you don't forgive, how that impacts your heart, how that impacts your soul. So you could start with something serious, right? Create tension, and then begin yeah. to think about that person. That, that person becomes very tangible yeah. and on the front of their, their mind throughout the sermon, thus making you, the rest of your, your content a little bit more effective because they're thinking about that particular situation.
1: Yeah. You could start with something funny, yeah. like Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so here, here, here's kind of a, some ideas. Interesting story a shocking fact or yeah. statistic, a statistic. Uh, you could pull something from current events, uh, an interesting question, or a strong or bold opening statement. It's super important because, you know, God's word is so interesting, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, I think we take that power out. We we make the Bible feel boring uh, when it's not. And so you wanna grab the attention of the audience and say, hey, like, this applies to you, like this applies to our world. This is really important because people come in and whether they realize it or not, they're constantly kind of asking themselves, is this worth listening to? And if you don't grab their attention or point to a a felt need, then what's gonna happen is internally, like I said, they might not even realize it, they'll say, I don't really need to know this or i don't need to pay full attention to it so i can pull out my phone
0: well andy stanley says adults learn on a need to know basis and to your point it, it, they'll ask themselves why do i need to know this and i think you've got to answer the question you've got to create that tension in the beginning of your introduction why the next 30 minutes of what you're about to say is important and so that's how you can start another another question that you can ask when formulating or crafting your introduction is: Does this does it raise the need?
1: Yeah. Does it raise the need of the text? Yeah. So you want to grab attention, but you also have to push people towards that big idea or the passage. Let me give you an example. And this happens to all of us. This is just an example that I remember. I remember somebody preaching on uh, uh, the Lord's Supper, on communion, and they began with this illustration about how much they loved food and they talked about good food that they enjoyed. And it was very attention grabbing. It's one of, those, one of those introductions that kind of makes you uh, really hungry. <laughs> and, and I thought that yeah. was really fascinating. Uh, and then they, they said, okay, well, today we're gonna talk about food. We're talking about the Lord's Supper. And then what they didn't do is they didn't push to the need of that text. So something that they could have done is is they could have said, hey, right now your your stomach might be grumbling. You might be like, I wasn't hungry at the start of this message, now I'm hungry. We have these needs. And here's the thing, just like we have physical needs, like we get hungry and thirsty, we also uh, have spiritual needs. And those needs can only be met in Christ. And that's really what the Lord's Supper is about. Let's jump in. So you've gotta raise the need and not just grab attention. You, you, you've got to do both. And, and
0: finally, the, the last question that we have for you, and this kind of goes back to the first question, mm-hmm. right? First question was, does this reinforce my conclusion? The last question for you to ask, does this serve the message? Mm-hmm. Does this serve the overall uh, theme or the big idea of what you're trying to accomplish or what you're trying to communicate? And. and i made the mistake too, where something happened that was funny that week. That week, yes, and yeah. you thought, "Oh, this would be a great sermon illustration." But then it has nothing to do with the rest of the content. We've not really served the people listening. We've not served and you the kind of message. Like
1: bend, you just yeah, you, yeah, like you kind bend of bend over yeah. backwards mm-hmm. to try to get it to work, and it it would be better if you just wrote it down and came back to it in a month whenever it did work. Totally, yeah, totally. I think that's super important. So, does this serve the message? Uh, Your message should be concentrated on that passage of Scripture that big idea, so your introduction has to serve the communication of that big idea and where you want your people to go, your specific objective. That's super important. I'd love to hear more about your introductions. You have a great introduction story, an introduction that was fantastic, and one that wasn't so good. Where do you get ideas for your introduction? And then do you do, do, you do your introduction first? Do you write it first, or do you wait to the end? I think it's really important, like you said, to, to do it at the end, but maybe you have a different process. You should let us know on our Instagram or Twitter account for Hello Church Pod, or you can leave us a comment here on YouTube.
0: Yeah, I I agree with all of everything you said today, Wade. One of the best ways to create a great introduction is to make sure that you have the conclusion done first. So, Mm -hmm. uh, if you haven't listened to a previous episode of Hello Church where we talk about how to have a, a strong, how to end the sermon strong, how to land the plane, make sure you go and check that out. Uh, We'll see you next time on the next episode of Hello Church.